Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without a lot of geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about tech that's important to us and important to you. Speaking of important to us, we want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your bank. Even if you do, though, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you are in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important to banks, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they'll help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net, call 225-308-3700, or email them info at cardinalcap.net. So, Mr. Davis, this is a milestone for us. Yeah, we're really excited about this episode. This is our 200th episode of Tech Gumbo. So if you're doing the math over the past seven plus years, for the first five years, we were averaging right at two shows a month. But for the past two plus years, we've been averaging about three shows, a little over three shows a month. And here we are, show number 200. Yeah, for those of you who only listen to us as a podcast, this show airs originally as a radio show uh, on Talk 107.3 in Baton Rouge, and then we break the two segments out into the podcast sections A and B, and so that's why that number looks a little different, but as far as radio shows that air in Baton Rouge, that is where we're getting a 200 number from. Yeah, we're we're closer to 300 in the in the total podcast segments that have been posted, so... Glad you you made that distinction there for everybody. I'm just real excited, real proud the fact that this show's been going for seven plus years and have now done 200 shows on radio. That's impressive. Yeah, it really is a cool number. And when you think about all of the different topics we've talked about, all the different people we've had on the show through the years, it's it's really been a fun ride. Absolutely. And, and looking to another 200. Yep. So let's get started. Certainly something that's been in the news a good bit. We've talked about it for years and years and years on our show. 5G is rolling rolling on in the deployment. And, and this C-band, is this controversial C-band, is still in the news. So the this time the fight is between the Verizon and AT&T versus the FAA. The Federal Airlines Administration has said that they are very concerned about this new C-band from the 5G whenever it turns on, that it could mess with airplane landings. The CEOs at Delta Airlines, American Airlines United, and seven other other uh, air carriers have all came out and said, 
hey, this is going to kill people if you turn this on. You cannot do this. You're going to have airplanes crashing. And so what that means is the we're just not going to be able to fly. And so you're going to ground the the UPS and FedEx planes. And and so commerce is going to come to a halt. Yeah, not 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 quite buying it. But Verizon and AT&T have, again, agreed to make concessions because this the song and dance started back in November because this was originally supposed to roll out back in 2021. But the FAA sent out a letter asking for more time. And so the Verizon AT&T agreed to delay and then they've agreed to delay again. And then finally they said, OK, well, we'll we're turning it on, but we agreed to not turn it on near these 50 airports. And there's a, a list of 50 airports around the U.S. that have been hand-selected for various different reasons, as those are the ones that are needed another six months to figure something out. So two weeks ago, the airlines and the AT&T Verizon said, okay, two weeks is all we really need. Let's, let's take two-week pause and we'll have it figured out as if two weeks was really going to make that much of a difference. And obviously it didn't. And so once again, at the last possible minute, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg begged and pleaded with the FCC commissioners and and Verizon and AT&T and said, come on, let's just work this out. Let's take our time, slow down, roll this out everywhere except around these these 50 airports. And so Verizon and AT&T said, Okay, we can we we can do a, a two mile buffer around these these airports and the randomness of these airports is what's really interesting. It doesn't include Hartsfield Jackson in Atlanta. It doesn't include the Denver Airport. It doesn't include MSY. You know, those are all three airports that you know. Obviously, Hartsfield Jackson is the single most busy airport in the world, but MSY is respectable as well, and so why some of these are and some of these aren't it's just baffling and those of you who don't know msy is the, the new orleans airport yes but you have o'hare in chicago is is on the list but hartsfield in atlanta is not the the denver airport which is out in the middle of nowhere so it's not a big deal they're not on the list but you have flint michigan is on the list and you know it that just doesn't make sense why you would you would have something so small as the the Syracuse airport. Syracuse, New York's airport is listed. So the stated logic from the FCC is or whichever organization created this list was that the airports were chosen were airports that were either busy or had low visibility conditions. And so that's that's their stated logic. But Hartsfield-Jackson is one of the busiest. Now, apparently they didn't choose. There's some of the airports that didn't make the cut were because either 5G wasn't going to be there anyway, or those airports don't have low visibility landings anyway. And so the, the argument is that the 5G is going to mess with the low visibility landings. Maybe in six months, we'll, we'll see this resolved. You know, that, that'll be the six months that's necessary but I'm skeptical. 
Yeah, the, the fact that they're, they're saying that the, the concern is that the C band is on the same frequency that a lot of the altimeters and some of these planes are in, and they're worried about not knowing how high up off the ground they are is is an issue. And I, I, I can respect that, but the FAA and these airlines have had eight years of knowing what's coming. They've had the exact specs laid out by the engineers and the IEEE as to exactly what this was going to be like. And oh, by the way, this C-band has been used for about a year now around the world and not having any problems. Yeah, that, those, are, those are both great points that this is not some new secret technology that just popped out of the ground yesterday. This is something which has been hundreds of billions of, or I mean, almost a hundred billion dollars in investment over the course of the past decade and has been incredibly talked about and was obviously coming at some point. What was their plan for this? And and the fact that January 19th of 2022, AT&T and Verizon turned it on. They have, they're, they have launched their 5G C-band in a, in a lot of places. Um, they started, there. it's a slower rollout, Dallas, Houston, Austin, Chicago, Detroit, Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami was the first places turned up on the 19th. And yes, you've got to have a newer phone anywhere from the iPhone 12 or after or the Galaxy S21 or after to, to be able to get the Pixel 6 or later to be able to get to the 5G capabilities. But it's coming. It's happening. Yeah, I think that is the, the cool part here is that Okay, we were, we were able to make an exception. You know, if you live right next to one of these airports, sorry. You know, maybe you'll get your 5G at home one day. But for everybody else, if you're on the iPhone 12 or 13, the new Galaxies or the new Pixel, you're going you're gonna to start to see this 5G. And we've been talking about it for so long. How fast it's going to be, how cool it's going to be, how amazing it's going to be, how it's going to replace so much because it is just blazingly fast we are we are right there we are knocking on the door and this is this is the future right here it is it's very exciting and and so you're going to start seeing the abilities for your cell phone to start downloading in the four five hundred megabits of throughput to as much as a gigabit of throughput depending upon how close you are to different cell sites you know and in some places where the the high band, the 5G high band is in that millimeter wavelength where you can download up to 10 gigabits and even the low band, which is still in the, 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 the 500 megabits of throughput, which is much, much faster than anything anybody else is doing right now. This is a good day. Oh, yeah, it is super cool. And I think that we we don't quite yet understand how it's really going to change things that the, the technology is finally in our hands and we don't we don't quite know how it's going to be used yet. We don't have those killer apps that are ready to go yet. But whenever you go from, you know, a, a drinking straw to a pipe, the type of applications you can build on top of it are drastically different. And there's so much potential. There's so many cool, interesting, wild, fun, new things that we're gonna start seeing in the coming years that are enabled by this 5G. And the fact that, you know, as you said, 
you can reliably and be in the hundreds of megs of downloads, you know, going up above that in some places. And and so that's when, like, for instance, your industry with the self-driving cars and when you reduce that latency between communications to where you can make those decisions or your vehicles can make decisions so much faster with so much more information that's where you're going to see 5g really taking off when you have machines that can communicate together over cell towers and not dependent upon having to be on an ethernet wire or wi-fi for for internet connectivity you're really going to see a whole lot of improvements in communications oh right the the ability to have some piece of equipment sit out in the field somewhere and collect data and send it back to you that's where you'll see so many cool things because right now you know if you have some piece of equipment sitting out in the field you know in a field or in the field you're limited by what you can send on a a sim card right now you know to the old text message system basically and so you know you have to send it late at night and there's all kinds of things but now all of a sudden you're gonna be able to start pumping large amounts of data back and forth and just what you'll be able to collect and capture and transmit this this has really got such incredible potential and we are just on the cusp of really seeing some big changes happening and what what this is really going to explode is the internet of things is basically what you were describing exactly but it's also going to really push IPv6, the Internet Protocol version 6. Everybody, you know, for the last 30 years, we've been on IPv4. Those IP addresses are basically running out or they have run out. IPv6, there's more IP addresses than grains of sand on every beach in the world. So that's we're still in the process of migrating to IPv6. It should have happened a lot sooner, but people are fighting it. But it's coming, and 5G is really going to be an accelerant to make that happen. Oh, right, because you'll just have so many more devices that want IP addresses, and you'll have so many more devices which can make use of these IP addresses. This is really going to continue to push us towards that direction wherever, you know, the technology isn't just your cell phone and your laptop anymore. You're going to have a lot of different pieces of real technology all talking together, talking to you, talking to something else. And we're going to see we're going to continue to see the transformation, the digital transformation accelerate. So excited. 5G is here. Moving on, a couple of other stories we wanted to get to. The North Koreans, they have a, a hacker who sold $400 million in cryptocurrency last year. But it's important to note that it wasn't in Bitcoin. It was in Ether. And so it's he's taking one flavor as opposed to another. But this is $400 million in stolen cryptocurrency is a lot. $400 million from cryptocurrency. Yeah, it just shows how much money is is exploding in that field that you could have someone steal that much money and it's still really not a huge drop in the bucket. It still doesn't really have uh, negative repercussions across the field. People aren't worried about it. 
This is not something that is devaluing the the asset because there's just so much value that whenever you lose $400 million, that's a rounding error. With the same kind of understanding, it it really didn't matter much. Russia ar- arrested a, several members of the R Evil ransomware group. Yeah, this one is it's good. You know, we're glad they're cooperating, but we're pretty skeptical about this one because they only arrested 14 people. And estimates of the size of R Evil have it being much larger. Yeah, Microsoft released a report uh, several months back that they figured R Evil had to be a, at least a thousand software engineers. My guess is these guys, these 14 people that were arrested, were about to be fired anyway. And so Putin said, let's put on a show. Oh, yeah. They they were either a low-performing group or they had spoken out of turn or they had done something to really draw the ire. And so all of a sudden it was, oh, hey, you know, to get a little geopolitical here, don't look at that whole Ukraine thing. Look at us cooperating. Look at us, you know, turning over these hackers, bad hackers, peace amongst worlds. Yes, the term expendables comes to mind. Very much. Another story we're wanting to talk about is we have some legislators in Congress that are trying to take all the legalese out of the terms and conditions that nobody pays attention to. Or at least provide a translation or a summary out front so that you're not just sitting there looking at 16,000 words and saying, yeah, I guess whatever's in here, I'm just clicking yes, because no one reads them. We've talked about this at length, how hilariously ridiculous they are. And so finally, it's a bipartisan bill. It is uh, a representative from Massachusetts. Senator Bill Cassidy in Louisiana and then another senator from New Mexico have all gotten together and are working to draft this bill. You talk about being funny. John Oliver, the comedian, he he said that Apple could put the entire text of Mein Kampf inside the iTunes user agreement. And you would still just agree to agree and agree and agree to whatever. And so you just agreed to Mein Kampf and didn't know it because nobody looks at anything past the first three words in the terms and conditions agreements. Except for me, I do actually read the damn things. But the the bill would look to, you know, take some sensitive information, such as what's your health metrics, your exact location, financial data, and then how the services would collect that data and then tell it to you so that you could see up front, you know, in a, a short and concise summary, what are the important things that are actually going on and how will they be used? To see that the... Congress is trying to work together to put some common sense into a sea of in unsensical jibber-jabber that is legalese that nobody understands if you didn't go to law school, and probably half the law people who graduated from law school wouldn't understand it as well. I think this is a good start. Do I think it's going to go very far? <laughs> Not really. I, I agree. The The attempt warms my cold, you know, uh, skeptical heart. Your jaded heart? Yeah, it, it, the attempt warms my cold, jaded heart. But I, I, I'm still cold and jaded until until it crosses Biden's desk. So we'll see. Yeah, so 
Thank you to Representative Trahan from Massachusetts, Senator Cassidy, and and Senator Ray from uh, uh, from Senator Lujan from New Mexico. You get attaboys from from Tech Gumbo. Absolutely. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider, delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the Southeast United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 100 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services team can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strengths. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show today or you want to go back and hear us as a podcast, check out any previous episodes available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Music, Amazon Music, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe to get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show, you have any suggestions, or you have a question, shoot us a text, 225-255-0431. If we use your question as the question of the week, we will send you a free Tech Gumbo mug. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.